0: Now, rock talk with Mitch LaFon. Look at that. So, uh, yeah. they got their own three way going over there. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Made it
1: work. <laughs> now, 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 just uh, let's be honest. Uh, you're on your fourth drummer. Do we even need him here? I mean, he's going to be replaced <laughs> soon, right?
2: Oh, <laughs> <easy to>, yeah. <laughs> so it's always the drummer i'm, I'm
1: kidding max I, I love you thank you for tweeting to me yesterday it was, it was of course it was delightful yeah. i wanted to delightful. say
2: hello before we we met
1: via zoom so well there you right. go yes right we, we we got to know each other i feel uh
0: engaged now it's, it's beautiful yeah <laughs> we're in we're in on this well listen right. let's get right into it uh kicking off there welcome to elsewhere tour uh june january 13th the belasco theater in la hitting uh phoenix houston atlanta gonna be performing at the house of blues in orlando also irving plaza in new york city gonna be rapping at the berkeley in uh, berkeley california the uc theater on february twelfth. tickets on sale this friday ticketmaster.com or wherever you get tickets at this point i mean uh you want to scalp them <laughs> <laughs> you want the yeah. band to put you on the guest list I mean, yeah you know, get tickets uh welcome to the show set it off
3: there they are everybody hey how you doing good, good Pleasure to meet you guys nice good to meet cool. you too. thank you for having us on
0: I just want to start with Max for a second because I was checking out your Instagram and you know you, you post photos of you behind the drum kit and you're playing what we would call in the biz the perfect kit rack floor kick snare got a couple of symbols is that a budget thing? Or is that like, why, how come you don't got like a double kick drum or none, you know? I'll tell you
2: what. So when we were first starting out, obviously we was just us in a van. We had to load all of our gear. And so when I was uh, about 16 or 17, before I started touring, I had like a eight piece kit and I had a bucket and congos and all this stuff or congos, excuse me. And uh, we start touring and I realized, I don't want to have to carry all of this stuff and load it in and set it all up and tear it down. So I went, as minimal as i possibly could and then fell in love with that so yeah I'll the recession happened sense. we had to cut out the drum set significantly <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, no budget for mics i mean you yeah. know
1: not every club has a freight elevator and and lugging that shit upstairs yeah. can get oh real heavy
2: I will say I've been looking into getting a gong. I feel like it's (laughs) so Yeah yeah. yeah. Why get an extra
0: drum? Yeah, why get an extra kick drum when you can have like a 40-inch gong behind you? Yeah,
2: yeah. there's there's some there's something about the anticipation of going to a show, seeing a a gong and going, when are they gonna hit that? Yeah, yeah. Uh Hey, listen,
3: Alex Van Halen, got getting the gong and never hitting it. (laughs) So they're just waiting for the moment and it never happens.
0: (laughs) I mean like Alex Van Halen, he had his gong behind him for like for every tour, and he'd hit it once at the end of the drum solo and like (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) worth it right there you know oh yeah oh my lord so listen i I want to talk about this record i mean you know you got a new album coming up we're not allowed to really talk about it yet but you put out this new song skeleton which is Mm -hmm. great um first of all i just want to say did you guys plan this because you should totally sell this song to peloton because you could totally change (laughs) skeleton
3: to to peloton i'm not even joking all the time when you're writing a song in the studio you'll make jokes about the song you're writing that's one of them we're like peloton just like imagine doing that for the whole ad campaign. Just screaming yeah. Peloton at you. <laughs>
0: totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. I can totally hear that. Right now, get Peloton for only $9.99 a month.
3: Peloton! Oh, like, really, all they're all. just riding the bike as fast as they can. Yeah, it's like a
2: skeleton <laughs> waving and riding the bike. Yeah. That's perfect.
3: Yeah. On brand and everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but talk about that because it's like, you know, writing songs, it's it's such a weird process,
2: you know, yeah. and
0: you're trying to rhyme words with this and that, trying to make it catchy with the melody. I mean, you get the word skeleton and you're trying to rhyme it with other things. I mean, t- how did you come up with this whole thing?
3: it's kind of a hilarious story so I go in with um my friend and producer Bruce and he shows me this chord progression on piano and I was like immediately drawn to that and I was like okay let's write over this and um we actually zoomed in while another friend of ours Cam Walker who I have this like great chemistry with and so we wanted to show Cam the chord progression little like thing he put together like the the skin and bones of it if you will and he called it skeleton because it was the skeleton of the song right and so cam just immediately went into like writer mode like okay cool so skeleton love that title we're like oh that wasn't like the title like <laughs> but what if it was <laughs> you're like no
0: no, that's just the demo session man exactly. like
3: exactly <laughs> like we literally worked backwards from there so we were like all right skeleton so what if that were to be something first of all what i always do is if we have a title i like to check on spotify is it already a massive song because do we want to compete with it like and, and if so is it worth competing with And um, surprisingly, Skeleton is not like a massive song anywhere that I could find at that time. And um, so we're like, all right, let's do it. So we're like, what could that relate to? I was like, well, it's the most bare thing on the planet other than a skeleton. This could be about how vulnerable you are and you're just bearing everything and, and you're da- you're stripped down and you feel naked and sort so, uh, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, and feeling like that with the person that you trust most, like your partner that you're with. And um, that was the, the basis of the song and it kind of developed and evolved into being okay with being vulnerable. And it was actually really fun starting there because then you knew what kind of like your lyrical arsenal, what wheelhouse it had to live within because you know your overarching theme is like this skeleton. So it actually was a really fun process and kind of a challenge and ended up being one of our favorites to the point where we wanted to lead the new album cycle with it
0: yeah and believe it or not it's pretty relatable because everybody has a skeleton in their body yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah and in the, the closet. closet yeah <laughs> currently inside of one <laughs> yeah it's kind of holding us up right now yeah <laughs> i mean then again you know you're writing about you know being you know being naked and being really you know wanting to be open in a relationship i mean it could have been about the opposite it could have been deceased and how a relationship could have really killed you
3: yeah and that's another beautiful thing about this is i, re- I remember like when you're writing a song it's a selfish experience you're writing about something right. you're going through and you want to write a song that you like and then hopefully other people like it as well and that's just what you based off of do i like it cool hopefully everybody else does What you don't expect sometimes is how other people can interpret it to fit what they're going through. Like we had a song called Missing You off of our our old EP, Horrible Kids. And I wrote it about how just I would go on tour and miss that girlfriend that I was dating at the time and how it felt to be away for that extended amount of time. And someone came back to me and was like, man, uh, this really helped me out through uh, my boyfriend was on deployment. And I would have never imagined that scenario attaching to that. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how people attribute this song to their personal lives and personal experiences
1: yeah I'm looking forward to it uh talk to me about the sound because you're you're a trio uh, mm-hmm. talk to me about where this new album that that, that we're going to talk about eventually is going in terms of sonically because I I went back in your catalog and you seem to mature or, or advance with every new album or every new video um what are we doing on this one where you're just going this is 2021 this is not 2012 or 28 or you know
3: and it's going into a next album cycle i mean obviously you want to go in with some sort of plan of where to go sonically but if you overthink that plan i think is when you get into trouble it's like oh we're going to be this band and we've done that before and it it just kind of puts you down this really narrow path of what you can and can't do and you put rules on how you can write these you find yourself in a box I feel like with our previous album, Midnight, and this one, um, we found ourselves in a situation where we're just like, let's just write wherever we're going to write. Because we're constantly growing as people, our, instr- our interests are going to grow, how we write is going to grow, so it just kind of naturally evolves into that. But as far as what the soundscape is looking like, it's very, it's just variety. I've, like, I don't know, our, first of all, are we allowed to cuss on here? You, you, you can, can, yeah. Okay, awesome. Absolutely. I, I, I love not having any sort of restrictions and just writing whatever the fuck we want to write. Uh, Right, totally. (laughs) Well, as you should. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but like that, because before it used to feel like you have this certain amount of rules. Like if you want to write an album, you have to go into the studio first without like maybe a couple demos and then you do drum day and then you do guitar day and then bass and vocals. And now it's changed so much that you just go in with like a producer or I I love doing these co-writes and we don't have... Necessarily a plan. We just start writing, and if we love the song, it makes the record. And because we have changed so much over the years, we've kind of put ourselves in a position where we can do so many different styles, and that's so much fun for us, especially for like live shows.
1: Yeah, it sounds great. And of yeah, course, and Drum
3: Day know. now is just—you uh, turn on the computer and you say,
0: "Can you find me a loop?" <laughs> yeah.
1: No, we well, had drum- a
2: Drum Day. We had a Drum Day.
0: <laughs> drum Day's addictive drummer now. I mean, come
1: yeah. on, who? You're not, it's you're, you're not. out of order now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My days are numbered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just you're pushing do a button does that work yeah
0: yeah <laughs> hey listen back in the day you had the lindrum and fairlight now you got addictive drums and uh fuck i mean even, even the the, built, stuff? the samples in logic are even better than most drum kits these days I mean, you know <laughs> poor max
2: don't tell max, me talk about that do, yeah.
0: do you do you feel the pressure of that you know like oh man maybe we could just program my drum parts and i'll try and recreate them live
2: or do you actually sit there are you, are you recording the drum kit you know live off so, the floor yeah. So we record everything, everything live. Right. I think there's a lot of music in which it's it's not necessary, but uh, coming from a rock background and we are a rock band, there is an intangible that you can't get from, um, from a computer playing. Um, and it's, it sounds great. And, you know, maybe some people can't tell the difference, but there's just, for example, we had Skeleton. We were listening to the demo and everything was done except the drums. And just hearing the difference from... So noticeable. Yeah, it was night and day. Um, and it's the kind of thing you couldn't quite place why. There was just an energy, just a feeling that 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 human element that really sets it over the edge. And so. it's
3: crazy. Like you recorded live drums like in different studios because we were working with different producers as well. Right. And for this one in particular, we had like six songs through two producers. One flew from L- Los Angeles to Nashville. You were coming from the UK, from, flew from the UK to Nashville, went the Blackbird Studios. And it was the coolest thing ever because we wanted to get that natural energy from the song. But I, we've never done this before. They had a reverb chamber, which was like oh, a yeah. closet, like the ceiling, sky high, all like very hard walls. And we put a mic in there to capture the reverb from his snare and then gated that reverb to kind of give it that sort of 80s feel. Gated oh, like reverb. Had, love it. We had some fun with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, look, that's old school recording. Back in the day, Bob Claremont working at Electric Lady, he'd, you know, run a, a PA speaker into a stairwell to get that born in the USA kind of
2: snare tone. I, I mean, love that mountain. the kind of stuff that really like because obviously so many uh producers are are taking from the same thing splice and these yeah. programs so when you're He's able using to the same drum samples these days it's exactly like, so when you're able to do something different when you're able to kind of put in that extra effort and make it sound unique that's the kind of thing that's going to set you apart yeah
0: and you know when you're programming, I mean, you're not going to get that wash of the of the crash. You know when you're when you're riding it on the t- on the. You know it's right. You can't really program then get that natural human kind of feel to it.
3: So. We even had a moment in one of the songs where there was like this. We wanted the because you know like in the studio, you want everything to be super crisp between the silences. And obviously, yeah. you can choke a symbol and and get a good live, but we wanted it like that definitive silence. So I got to be on. Symbol choke duty for one song. Nice. standing in there watching them play, like we're just like bobbing heads together and just oh, once okay, cool. That's oh, the best. That's, That's the great. best. Do yeah. you bring a nail? Get in there trying yeah. to choke it. I might consider changing my role in the band to just that. Actually, symbol
0: yeah, symbol choker. That's
1: all symbol choker name.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it is a great symbol name. Um, yeah. Just real real quick, you you mentioned that you're a rock band, and I was trying to describe you to my wife yesterday. I said, oh, there's this new band, and they're and I said, they're sort of like the Backstreet Boys meets Poison. Yeah, like, I love that! Right? Yes. And they're they're, they're, they're oh like a boy God. band vibe with Poison's color
0: scheme and, and sort of talk dirty to me lyrically. It's like Backstreet <laughs> Boys singing Def Leppard songs. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah.
1: So so where what is your demographic? What is your market? Because you're look, I'm looking at the videos and it's 21 million views and it's 20 million views. And, and I'm like, wow. Okay, they're popular and people love them. But what are you aiming for are you aiming for the teens are you aiming for the 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 tweens we're, we're, the t- I think
3: that's know. what kind of makes us us is we're not aiming for anybody like right. we're just kind of writing what we want and we're uh <laughs> 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 we're, i realize because like the music that we all grew up right. listening to is just a, a melting pot of a bunch of stuff like I like what have, like so i would listen to whatever my sister was listening to which was usually like tlc usher then i got into like Backstreet Boys in sync, so you nailed that. Um, like that era, the Max Martin era of melody, which is my favorite yeah. type of melody. That how Ruff. the math behind it, the catchiness behind oh, that it. That guy's a genius. I mean, come oh on. my God, he's. Oh, well, I mean, mean you who- even
0: look at today. Today's the anniversary of Shania Twain's "Come On Over," and you've even got vibes of that on the Midnight record. Where you listen yeah. to those drums that are mixed with the great melodies. It's like it's,
3: it's so melodic. Dude, it's 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 fun because like it's, it's between that. When I, we got into a new metal phase a pop punk phase a ska phase and just like my dad raised me on like earth wind and fire tower of power so like horns and stuff like that so try it's not we're not even trying to that's funny by the way your publicist
1: out. is the publicist for tower of power
3: <laughs> i know that made me so excited by the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> please so give me to a show oh my god <laughs> yeah, you yeah I, come on I, a song i was listening to them two days ago i still listen to them all the time mm-hmm. um but yeah th- it's just kind of because we were exposed to all those different sounds over the years it just kind of sneaks its way in and you also
2: grew up with a classical background
3: yeah, yeah I, I play, yeah. <laughs> right i played clarinet i started in second grade and i actually Dudes, went to college i was a it.
0: clarinet player too in high Dude. school yeah. Dude, I, I was the I, squidward so of my class luckily <laughs> i was popular
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't really come with a lot of perks in school <laughs>
1: yeah
0: not
3: really hey
1: baby come on no okay no yeah i know i gotta go
0: practice <laughs> hey baby you want to come over and lick my reed
1: <laughs> oh my god oh my Lord, that's terrible um but okay and, and you mentioned you mentioned new metal i mean what are we talking like papa roach or are we talking like
3: you well know? i mean i guess i started with like limp biscuit corn um disturbed um this isn't new metal but around that time i really got into tenacious d <laughs> nice. wow
2: yeah hey, uh, hey, respect I respect for the tenacious man. Yeah wait, so, the D.
3: What about you were you the same same no, I mean
2: obviously, yeah. obviously you know them uh, Lincoln Park as well. Oh, there was God, just yes. people that were there was this really cool era and, and people kind of roast it now but they were just kind of experimenting and trying new things. yeah kind of mixing rap and rock and metal and all of these different elements and it really felt like anything was possible. Yeah, it was um, super exciting. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that time. And I think that's something that-, that Do we, we like tried. Buck Cherry too? Come on, give me- Give me some I, I liked, I like some- I actually <laughs> me, saw them live. And they were a songs.
1: Come on, <laughs> I, I just yeah. drove
2: them around town for two days. You gotta love the Buck Cherry. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I saw them with- uh, with. I believe it was with Avenged Sevenfold. And I was so oh, impressed. Ooh. That live that's a good moms. fucking bill.
3: That was my first mosh pit was Avenged Sevenfold to the song Chapter Four at Warped Tour. Yeah. Nice. I just oh, I'll, yeah. just- Avenged Sevenfold,
1: the records I just don't get, but live, they're just fantastic.
3: Unbelievable live.
1: I will will give you that. They are just a great, great live band. I saw them at a couple of festivals, and they just dominate the stage.
3: Yeah. yeah, They know exactly what they're doing. They just got such a great show.
0: Yep. Yeah. Talk about your live show. Are you guys like, uh, I mean, how do you fill up the sound with three guys? Are you running the Pro Tools rig or like what's going oh, well, on yeah, there? We got
3: some yeah. tracks and stuff like that. And that's become, the, I won't lie, when we first started, like I was afraid to use anything like that. But it's become such a place of normalcy now. Yeah. That it, it's almost, you realize how much you can elevate by throwing in other production into your live set. Like, them. um, like the one for instance, like having a built-in to. The, we have a song called No Disrespect, and I saw this video online of this uh, singer Quinn ninety two at Bonnaroo doing this thing where he made the crowd jump left two three four for eight counts right. So they're literally jumping together, and I was like, "That's the coolest thing. We're doing that." So like, mm-hmm. I went in and I created a new. Like, 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 where we weren't, we didn't have to play. It was like synthesizers and bass and like a beat and stuff to kind of just be backing, so that I could tell the audience and instruct them what we're about to do. Oh, yeah. If we didn't have that, it would just be yeah, obviously we would just be playing guitar and drums. But this just it it amplifies it so much, and you can like get kind of cinematic with it and raise and build tension. Yeah. I love that you can really get in there and create stuff. And our live show means everything to us.
0: Yeah, and there was also a point where we had a lot of like orchestral uh sounds in our music and wasn't very practical to tour with a whole orchestra Orca.
3: Orca. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so. expensive yeah. Yeah. yeah get them their own tour bus <laughs> i'm mean, the and freight elevator the problem too. and, up and yeah. is-
0: some
3: of the <laughs> classical
0: musicians that are always douches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's so much debate
1: about about using what i would consider enhancement to a show and oh it's not a real live show and in the 70s rock it's like yeah but everything fucking changes exactly
3: we live in the age of technology and things are going to change and you can either get on board or jump off. And that's but you fine. can also be creative with a computer. Yes, it, exactly. It's a new yeah. instrument. It really is. You, can, yes. you know
0: have like different interludes and transitions between one song to the next it's like you could have your whole show run off the click you know like from start to finish yeah your 90 your 90 minute set is completely you know programmed yeah. and, 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 and
1: let's not forget that when the electric guitar came out and chuck berry started they said it was the devil's instrument and big band and jazz is the way to go and how are you playing the the the, the devil's instrument and it's like mm-hmm really do it are we still now it's the, the devil's ableton yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people hate
1: change man they hate change yeah. they do <laughs> and it's ridiculous because change is what makes living great imagine I, having I the same day every day i mean you know groundhog day every
3: we, we'd kill ourselves
1: yeah Ch- change yeah, no, keeps
3: it exciting we need variety in our lives
0: yeah, yeah. i want to talk about the last album midnight just really quickly because it was actually believe it or not it was one of my favorite albums that came out that year and you guys oh just my god the thank you 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 know what I loved about is the fact like I'm a big fan of production and like really good sounding records like I'm a Def Leppard guy I'm a Lang guy like I love those records that just sound so well produced and you know you listen to a song like raise no fool and like that guitar (laughs) riff and those tones and like you know you even got the the ghost notes going like on the snare like in the groove it's like it's everything is just so well arranged and sounds really good so I just wanted to compliment you guys on that thank you And, and and where where did you guys get the idea of like okay because you listen to alternative music mm-hmm. and you got some bands that are all about okay put four mics on the drum kit make it sound like as shitty as possible with two gays you know I got my my vox ac30 you know mic yeah. it up with a 50, you know and then you got you guys where you got like the deaf leopard kind of solid like you know proper polished production sound which i'm all about yep. was it was a conscious decision within the band to say we need a sound like radio, or we need to sound more punk. Like, where where did you come decide I to think, say, okay, we need good sounding records?
3: I think where that starts is just like you know when that that just dream of being like on the radio, and that dream of being, and you listen to. How's the best way? I basically there was this like, and when I was in high school band, there was this uh, lesson my high school band director told me about how this guy came in. And he goes, I'm going to tell you all my secrets and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, because no matter what, you'll never make a tour. I'm going to make it that like over crazy confidence. I know that sounds crazy, but what it just means is like, if you're not working as hard as that person, you don't have a shot at make at being at their level. So like, if you're not trying to sound at the same production quality as your idols, then how are you ever going to try to stand like next to them, behind them, around them. So we've always like wanted to be where our idols have been and walk near that. And so I think that's where that kind of started. But now it's just kind of become this thing where we we just we we know what we like and we try to strive for that. Melody has always been something that I, that I hold dear to my heart, and mm-hmm. just trying to surround it with the sounds that we feel will support that.
0: Right. I love I love the uh, the song Different Songs for me i was listening to it and like it's it's got a cool story to it but like it it was the whole package like there's something about the whole like if you didn't have that production style with that type of song it wouldn't be as good (laughs) and that's like that's a good that's a good thing though to me like it's like you know we always say shitty production can make a really good song suck absolutely you know it could really make or break it and you know the, the records that you know the last record and you know i guess we'll talk about this new record that's coming up are we gonna hear like a, a similar sound to it or is it gonna oh be yeah the...
3: like I, I don't think the sound the songs will be too similar but the production style absolutely we have a lot of the same people that we worked with on the previous one are, are involved. Well, who did in well? guys
0: work with? I know you had Brandon Paddock on like you know the last record and these yeah things, well, but it's
3: like so the last record was uh was mostly Mike Green but Brandon Paddock was, was heavily involved as well. And we have both of them involved on this record. Um the, now on the last record the song um oh my god I'm spacing uh oh yeah no no disrespect uh was with we wrote that with Bruce Wigner. And so he's a guy I've been writing with recently that I really developed a strong chemistry with. And he has been absolutely killing it lately. He just got a Katy Perry cut, that song Electric. And he's just like a a guy who's been working his ass off and he's great at production as well. So we introduced him more onto this album.
2: Yeah, he did Skeleton.
3: Yeah, he did actually, yeah. Skeleton with Bruce and um, Cam. We worked with him many times before. Bringing back the people that we know we love working with because that's where we know we're going to succeed the best and have the most fun doing it.
0: Is that pressure from the label, like your A&R guy saying like, okay, here's a list of people you can work with. Here's how much it's going to cost, you know, pick your poison kind of thing. Or do you actually get to decide like, oh, we want to work with, you know, Butch Walker or like uh, this person or...
3: Oh, dude, no pressure at all. Honestly, like we kind of get to pick our own team, and they're like, "All right, cool. If you feel like this is what's going to create the best product, you go for that." Obviously, we'd love to work with a uh, Butch Walker or Max Martin or stuff like that. But in I'll videos, call Butch like, for you. I know Butch. Hey, if he wants us, tell him we're interested. <laughs> all
0: right, I'll give him a call. He's yeah, I'm going to Butch like two weeks ago. He's the man. Oh hell yeah, I love everything he's done. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. So, talk about this new record. I mean, I well, actually, you know what? By the time we air this, we'll have announced the record. So, do, does the new record have a title? Yes.
3: the The album is called Elsewhere. Elsewhere.
0: Okay. Tell us about Elsewhere. What can we expect?
3: Oh, so man. this is interesting. This is the first time we've done a pseudo concept album. So, but it started in reverse. We didn't get the concept, the story, and then write songs to the story. We we wrote the album. And then we we realized in previous songs and previous music videos that in the comments section, people start to theorize what's the underlying underlying meaning and everything like that. And oh, creepy like, fans God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is like they're creating whole stories behind these songs and we're not even giving them a reason to. So then we were like, well, what if we actually gave them a reason to? And that's where Max came in.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about Midnight before and that record came out in the beginning of 2019 and um, it's a very dark record um, and obviously 2020 rolls around and all the whole world stops. Right. And um, I think everyone was forced to kind of take a look at themselves and spend some time alone. Us. And, you know, as a band, we used to be able to travel all the time. We were literally able to run away from our problems and uh, we were just stuck at home and just had some time to self-reflect whether we wanted to or not. Um, and through that time, that's where this idea of of elsewhere came about. And everything was so bleak and, and, and upsetting and everyone was so upset with each other that I didn't want to just put out a... Like I have this another dark record because there's already so much darkness, but I didn't want to ignore the fact that there were things going on. And so I wanted to create something a little more nuanced than that. And so with Elsewhere, you kind of get all of these bright and colorful um, images mixed with this darkness, with these, you know, skeletons and macabre imagery. Um, And again, like you mentioned, wanted a story to go along with that, which is kind of, the experience that myself and I think a lot of other people are you were- getting a fax I'm getting a fax yeah right sorry now. I don't know yeah it's, it's from <laughs> elsewhere yeah, they're, they're correct. Morse code it in, yeah. they're letting you yeah. know that they're watching
3: yeah yeah that's great By the way, they're,
1: they're <laughs> doing something <laughs> macabre so so it's going to be like Backstreet Boys meets yeah. Ghost on the next album it's going to
2: be terrific yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think and that's something that's always been um kind of a blessing and a curse with set it off has been uh that A lot of people listen to us and they go, we're not really quite sure where to place you. You don't really fit into a particular box. And so for that reason, um, you know, it's kind of hard to, to put you in these certain areas. And we used to look at that and get really frustrated. And then we realized that's a great thing. Why not embrace the fact that we don't fit in a box, that we are weird? um and this you know what that is that's just this like
0: false mentality or like you know perception for like gatekeepers for example oh you you like Shania Twain well you're not allowed to like Van Halen Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you like Katy Perry? You're not allowed to like kiss. You know the gatekeepers—they put you into this box, and they try and you know basically uh, pigeonhole you, or sandbox you. And I-, I think the best artists are the artists that are a culmination of all of their influences and put them all together. Well, the ones that break
1: the rules. You too, Madonna, the Beatles—they mm-hmm. all—they all buck the buck the rules at the time. Hey, Jeremy, I'll ask you this: since your top forty radio in Montreal, by the way, he's the number one DJ in Montreal. Just to let you know. Hell about. yes um what do you do with a band like this the, the 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 single drops it's it shows up in your in your inbox or they drop it on your desk and and what do you do with it do you play it do you bring it over to the rock station what, I what immediately
0: do you do delete that email <laughs> is <what> I do. <laughs> <laughs> immediately I send like to a spam peloton
2: commercial what is this <laughs> and you
0: respond, yeah. nah <laughs> fuck that i don't want 20 on my peloton <laughs> what is this madness no but no, what, boy, do? what do you do Cause- oh, I mean it, it really depends you know I mean like you look you listen to their music and it's like I'm talking about them like they're not there but, you know you, <laughs> you listen to cool. the music and it's like you know there's so many bands I mean alternative should be fully embracing you guys yeah I mean CHR should take a song like that I mean they'll play the the dumbass song High Hopes from Panic at the Disco but but then they <laughs> they won't touch you know Skeleton I mean like it it's so weird it really sure. does come down to you know the audience. I mean, on oh, our station,
2: oh, sorry. Go ahead. at our station,
0: every song is like you know tested and you know with every. It's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's crazy the process that it goes for every song that we play there's just so much competition but it's just like that in the music biz too i mean it really does come down to numbers you got your you got your record plugger going to a music director's office saying hey they got this many streams it's blowing up the you know number four shazam in your area you should be spinning this uh kind of thing it's
2: yeah well that's the funny thing about um all of the like you mentioned we're like oh we're not really sure this sounds strange we don't know if this is going to succeed and then meanwhile like in less than a week skeleton already has uh half a million streams on spotify so it's like The, the our fan base has embraced this, and they like the fact that we don't fit into a box. And so it's it's just kind of a funny juxtaposition of like, there's all of these people who are such a massive fan. But if you didn't know that, you would go, I don't really know who's into this. And the answer is our fans. Yeah, yeah. So your Spotify has uh, half a billion streams, cumulative,
1: cumulative which is uh, like half a billion fucking streams. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's
2: Not a lot. Often. Yeah. You know. yeah.
0: And, and at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you want to try and get as many people under the tent as possible, right? I mean, that's what we always say. Yep. I, I mean, if if you're just going to focus on one's, you know, market, well, then you're you're screwing yourself out of the other 90%, so. Yeah. Well, you, you do alternative radio in, in Toronto, n- not number one
1: yet, but you will be. Would would they play this? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, they would be yes. well all know? over it.
0: you know? Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what the new record puts out. I mean, uh, if they get that, if they get the Peloton commercial, we'll have to. That that's what. That's what we're
1: waiting on. <laughs> now, let me get. Let me get to the important questions. If you play Montreal, are me and Jeremy on the guest list? just check. Absolutely. It. <laughs> okay. Good. Absolutely. Good. All right, and the the album elsewhere. Uh, I'm sure you haven't printed the covers yet. Still time to put us in the credits,
0: right? Uh, uh, thank yous.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll make sure they right. write them
0: sharpie on every single copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, Just on the cover, Mitch and Jeremy. I just
1: yeah. want yeah. to make sure yeah. that, that you know. Our title and just write that instead. <laughs> I just want to make sure that the important stuff, the important details are taken care of. That's all. That's oh, yeah,
3: all. yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, okay, so we got our holographic laminates at Will Call. We got our right. platinum albums waiting for us in the mail. Yeah, we're, oh, we're, yeah we're, man, really... we're setting it off. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <But it's... laughs> yeah, look at that.
1: It's beautiful. Um,
0: oh, man. And anyway, I'm uh, glad
1: we did this interview because uh, as I was talking with Max on Twitter yesterday, it was proposed to us. I went and looked at all the videos. I thought this is a really fun vibe and a fun band and people need to be talking about it and people need to be uh, giving it a chance.
0: And really, man, let's be honest, there's also not a lot of artists that are like fun anymore. Right. Like, I listen to your music <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah. Like, you know, you listen to Billie Eilish and she's just like, uh, uh, like, and then, you know, everybody else is just. <laughs> Don't tell you know, that need, to my daughter. She's going to hate bringing it. Bringing fun it. back. Bringing fun back to pop rock. You know, that's that's what we yeah. need. I like Poison prefer- poison yeah. and Poison yeah. together. Come on. That's, yeah. that's a good combination right there. That, that needs to be how we are marketed from now on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll be your ad and billboard. Bringing fun back to rock. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're just like Backstreet Boys and Poison. Yeah, yeah. Backstreet Boys means Poison. Quote, the
3: Mitch Poison the Boys.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Poison Boys. Backstreet Poison. Even better. yeah Poison's back. All right. <laughs> Talk, dude. All right. All right anyway, well, listen. Brand new album is going to be out in 2022. Um, I guess you're going to be able to. Do, you're going to do the vinyl. You're going to do the uh, the cassettes, the the CDs, everything. Or oh, the whole nine yards,
2: the eight track. F- yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> dude, everybody's been doing eight tracks. I, the weekend did eight tracks of his last album, I think. So really?
2: Yeah. yeah like
0: again. a limited run or something. It's, it's yeah, weird. Listen, anyone I grew- have a player?
1: <laughs> I grew up in the time where we had an eight track player in the car. No fucking
0: eight tracks are horrible no CD players in cars now it's so weird
1: I I got a CD
0: player I bought my car specifically because there is a CD player so it's amazing yeah, yeah i
1: have so a I'm cd honest. player in my car they stuck it in the glove compartment of all four-
0: dude that's where mine <laughs> is too you have to open the thing and like you're driving and you're trying to re- <laughs> like get the cd
3: i'm like <laughs> much they don't want it and they're like just put it in the glove compartment well <laughs> yeah. well yeah. he's got it
0: you've
1: got an audi i've got a, a volkswagen it's the same company so somebody yeah. just, at volkswagen just said just fuck it in the glove compartment it's it's put the
0: cd player in dine audi <laughs> like, somebody's room. just
1: make it work yeah yeah <laughs> Just don't clutter the
0: panel. (laughs) So what's next? This album comes out next year. You're going to be hitting the road doing some shows or?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got the uh, the US tour in January, February. We're going back to the UK, Europe tour, which is incredible. We were supposed to do that starting when? (laughs) It was 2019. 2019, we were supposed to go see them. I had a vocal injury; got had to get that repaired. Yeah, how's that going? You had like a vocal hemorrhage, right? I feel better than ever. I I seriously mean that. Like after what happened specifically, what happened to you? Like what were your symptoms? Uh So what what happened was we were playing a show in Singapore. And it was the last day of our long tour. And usually as a singer on that day, like, this is the day I can just fuck around and I'll be okay. Mm. And I was wrong. So I like I drank coffee that day. I had like a shot before we went on stage. Totally dehydrated. I blame myself. And I went up for this high note in our song, Uncontainable. And I felt not a pop, but like just a, a weird sensation. And then for the rest of that song, I was like trying to scoop up for notes. And I was I, re- I started to notice the tone of my voice and was like, a friend of mine that has polyps sounds just like this. So mm-hmm. the rest of the set, I'm just freaking out. After the set, I tell the guys and I'm like, hey, I'm really worried and they're, they know me and how anxious I get. And they're really good at helping me be more calm. Like, don't worry, man, you're going to be fine. And so I felt better. Did karaoke one night, two weeks after, and still couldn't hit notes. And I'm like, something's wrong. Got diagnosed mm-hmm. with vocal hemorrhage. Had to go on vo- strict vocal rest for two weeks, not a word. By the way, if, we don't really understand how much we're always talking. And like when you rest a certain muscle, obviously there's atrophy. Two weeks of not talking and you talk again, you sound like an absolute baby. It's <laughs> so weird, your voice is higher. Well, I had to get uh, basically this elevated vein on one of my vocal cords lasered off. So I was like, they put me under, did that whole thing. Another like week or so vocal rest, liquid diet, work myself back, found a new vocal coach, Rachel Lawrence, who has just absolutely re- revitalized me. And, and kind of improved my range and overall comfort on tour. And I feel incredible. I can't wait to go back out, out on the road. And I'll tell you wow. this.
1: I, I'm not a doctor, but I'll tell you how to fix this. Uh, just run a Pro tool rig in the back.
3: Don't yeah. actually sing. Dude, I don't, I'm not even joking. While I had the vocal injury, we did a tour. Oh, no, did you? <laughs> and, and the doctor, my vocal doctor was like, just run a track. Just run a track. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. So no. we, sure just, created, we awesome. just created a set because we were doing support. So it wasn't an hour long set. It was 45 minutes. Where we, uh, I sang three songs, and then I had Max come to the front, and he sang a song, and I played drums, and then we did three songs, and then we went off stage, and Max did a drum solo, and then we did three songs, and by then it was five minutes. So we were able to do like a vocal easy set that still was a full set, and we just like, no, the show must happen, and it worked out. But yeah we, they were waiting forever they had to wait for the vocal injury then we come back around we complete an australia tour <laughs> and as we're this was going to go australia we were going to do direct support for jimmy e world in asia first time ever in asia oh, wow wow and then we were going to then go from there to uk europe and do that tour and make it up to them well we all know what happened we finished our australia tour we found out the asia tour got canceled because of the coronavirus and the then COVID. we're there and we're like let's just get an Airbnb in Australia and see if maybe we can make it work. Nope, got canceled. So this is the second time it got canceled. They all held on to their tickets and now we're finally making it up to them when we go over there.
0: Finally. God, right? Wow. And yeah. the whole time Max and Zach were like, okay, who can we get if instead of Cody? <laughs> <laughs> is there an app for this? How do we find <laughs> find a singer.com and find a new
1: singer? You know, enough is enough. <laughs> great band by the way and you sort of have the same color scheme.
3: Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah,
1: do you know Enoughs Enough?
3: I actually do not.
1: Oh, you oh. got to go up, Okay, go look up the song My Michelle by Enoughs Enough. They've okay. got the entire pink green. They got the whole thing going on and you will love it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hell yes. Okay, cool. We'll check that classic. out. Classic classic 80s band. Classic 80s well, still touring. Le- Bringing Listen, it back. Welcome, welcome to Elsewhere Tour, kicking off January 13th in LA at the Belasco Theater.
3: Tickets are still available for this uh, for this tour, right? Is it, is it or is it, totally they go sold until, out? On, well, I don't know when this well, is. Well, they're until yeah, Friday, right. right? Yeah, so they're out. They're out right now. Right. Set it off band.com. Let's go. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Perfect
0: stocking stuff for this holiday season. Yes. Yeah. boys well listen cody zach max this is great to meet you
3: guys uh man best of
0: luck with the new record we'll have to chat again when uh it's it's on the on the up and uh yeah this is awesome
3: we got you at the show hopefully we'll see you there
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely
1: absolutely. i want to have a a night of fun and this is fun
0: hell i might have to come to irving plaza and go check that out you're only five hours away so oh please do
2: oh the new york shows
0: are
3: crazy you're gonna have a good time
1: yeah i'm in i'm in Let's do
3: it. All right. Thank you, boys. All right, boys. We'll see you later. Thanks so much. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Absolutely.